AFR.org. Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network on this February the 13th. Thank you for listening to AFR. Tim Wildman here with Ed Battagliano and Chris Woodward. Good morning, Brother Chris. Good morning. Um, all right, Christopher, what's leading your news stack over well, there? I have uh, breaking news Is it breaking, uh, Chris? In- involving uh, Georgia or former police officer Jacob Kersey. This was the 19-year-old man uh, that resigned from his job near Savannah because uh, people that outranked him were concerned about something he posted on Facebook about marriage. I'll get to the update here in just a sec, but to recap the story for those not familiar with this issue, back in January, Jacob Kersey, again, a 19-year-old police officer in a uh, town near Savannah, Georgia, uh, on his own personal time, on his own personal Facebook page, posted the following, quote, God designed marriage. Marriage refers to Christ and the church. That's why there is no such thing as homosexual marriage. After he posted that, uh, his supervisors, uh, called him in and said, you know, you can't post things like this on Facebook. You need to take it down. Well, he said, well, that's my own personal Facebook page. I did it on my own time. I'm not taking it down. This is what I believe. And then after days of uh, back and forth conversations with various supervisors, uh, one of which claimed that uh, this is a violation of church and state, which it's not, um, Jacob finally says, you know what, I'll just resign. And uh, the update with this story is he has now uh, got attorneys at First Liberty Institute out of Texas And they have written a letter to the city of Port Wentworth, Georgia, explaining how city officials blatantly discriminated against him uh, and forced him out of his job. Uh, The letter also urges officials in Port Wentworth, Georgia, to create policies that protect the First Amendment rights of city employees. So this story is not over. And I do have a phone call arranged later today with First Liberty. So stay here on AFR for more on this developing story. All right. So are they asking for this young man's job back or anything like that or didn't the police chief resign after this uh, dust up the police chief did resign after this dust up i do not see anything here in the press release from first liberty saying that they want him to have his job back but, but you will i will be, be sure to ask him yeah. for that i've also reached out to jacob to try to get a comment from him uh, sometimes in these cases uh Law firms advise their clients not to talk to the media. Right. Uh, but I will uh, get the uh, attorney to weigh in on this earlier or later today, I should say. Uh, Jacob Kersey, again, for those that did not watch the National Gathering for Prayer and Repentance, he was one of the people that was at the recent event hosted by um, the Museum of the Bible and sponsored by groups like ours. And Jacob prayed for law enforcement. Uh, it was a very moving prayer. Uh, certainly, he's a, he's. I've had one conversation with him, but I was, you know, impressed. Nineteen years old, uh, really great kid, or young man, I should say. Well, at your age, Chris, nineteen is is a kid. Well, yes, cause cause I, you're, you're getting yeah, up but he's there. Also, a kid can put you in handcuffs. Yes, yes. Yeah, right. very, <laughs> very I was I was making fun of Chris. Yeah, it used to be. I was the young, you know, I was the kid here, but now yeah. I'm old enough to be, uh, you know, the intern's father. So, yeah, <laughs> old enough to be his dad. <laughs> you yeah. have to be the 19 year old's dad. Yes, I am. I did have a kid in Sunday school yesterday tell me that I look like I'm 62. So, for, if you've never seen me watch this show, I'm the gray haired millennial and have been for a long time. Mature though. That's that's very mature looking. On you there. Nothing. Not that there's anything wrong with being sixty esque. 
No. <laughs> 60-ish? Yeah. I got Because well, you're not there yet, and you're no, past I got that three point. more weeks. I value my job, so you Dude. be as old as you want to. Well, thank you for that. Three yes. more weeks of... Uh, and you'll be 60? The big yeah. 6 Hey. Yeah. Look, if you can be president of the United States at 81, yeah, you can do anything at 60-something. Listen, yeah. you want to talk about old. In August, I go on Medicare. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you just say that to yourself in the mirror while you're getting ready, and I'll tell you, that'll depress you. When you start, I look at myself in the mirror, and I say, in six months, I'll be on Medicare. You start looking forward to those exposés that AARP has in their magazines. Uh, well, oh, man. Yep. Well. Hey, look. listen. God is good. Mm-hmm. I've made it this far. Uh, I've had a, a, an enjoyable life. I have... Great right. family, great friends, great job, a great church, wonderful pastor. Okay, live in the best country in the world. I'm not complaining. But you're still gonna check both ways when you walk across the street, <laughs> aren't you? Maybe twice in case I forgot to <laughs> check the first time. That's what I heard somebody say the other day uh, about that. Oh yeah, I still want to live. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> People who say, you know, well, whatever meant to be will happen. Yeah, they still look. They still oh, no. they still check the cars <laughs> when they cross the street. That's right. Uh, I still have my wife right. start my car in the right. morning right. in case right. the mob has right. put a bomb in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> have your wife. <laughs> I'm okay. just, folks. I'm just kidding. Please. Yeah. All right, Chris, help move us on. Well, uh, Ed, Ed mentioned the phrase "best country in the world," and obviously we are. The, America, us and Canada. Yeah, us and Canada. <laughs> oh, Canada! By the way, I did post the lyrics to oh, uh, Canadian. the Canada national anthem uh, earlier <laughs> in the first hour. Oh. Uh, but Ed mentioned uh, we are the best country in the world, and certainly we are. Right, America. Uh, People in various parts of the world come here because we are the best country in the world. We have all kinds of freedoms. They don't. Uh, in, no, know. we're not. We're systemically racist <laughs> and fascist. So, and as soon as the people coming here understand this, then we'll, we won't have an illegal immigration problem any longer. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, one person that wanted to come here uh, is uh, a lady from North Korea, a young lady uh, from North Korea. And I've got her name here in front of me. Uh, her name is Yeonmi Park, and she defected from North Korea. She came to the United States after a long and difficult journey. She's uh, got a new book out, and she was on Fox and Friends first. And the, the concern that Yeonmi Park has is, you know, the stuff that she escaped in North Korea, she starting to hear in places like college classrooms and she's seeing it on our nightly newscast clip six the things that i was learning at columbia university really shocked me because it was the exact same thing that my north korean teachers were brainwashing me in the classroom in uh, in american at columbia uh, university they were literally saying that all the problems that we have is because of capitalism because of white men and the solution for all these problems is a communist revolution. In the name of equity, they were saying that we need to destroy this country and we need to rebuild the country in the name of the equality of outcomes. And that same ideology drove my home country into what it is that today is North Korea. And that's why I escaped from North Korea. Without free freedom or capitalism, none of these people are even alive today. They've been long dead long time ago from starvation. You know, it it frustrates me as as one of the younger people in the room. Like, I see people in my generation who grew up on the mean streets of a cul-de-sac talking about how awful of a country we live in and how things are 
are, you know, difficult. And here you have somebody that literally saw people starve to death. That's all, all kinds of terrible stuff. And she wanted to get out of it to go to that place that they hear about and see about and dream about. And then she comes over here and, you know, sees and hears the same exact stuff. We need more people like her. But also, more importantly, we need more people paying attention to people like her. You know, I heard Bill Maher uh, a couple of weeks ago. He has some – I don't watch the show. I watch clips from it afterwards. Mm-hmm. But he he's an old-school liberal. We've said this many times. He's an old-school liberal who believes in liberty and believes – so sure. he was talking about and warning the woke generation, especially young people – about their ideas about revolution, and he said, he told them, I'm, just, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, you might want to pay attention to history and learn about what happens after a revolution happens and it goes out of control and then there's blood in the streets. And this is what I hear from this woman. What's her, Parker is her last name? Park. Park. Mm-hmm. Okay. She is talking about the danger of revolution but these college, uh, college and university campuses, they've been doing this for at least a decade, but probably closer to 50 or 60 years. And now they are going down into the lower grades, high school, even all the way down to elementary school. And that's why parents are fighting back. But they are training a generation. I believe there are some. I don't know what the percentage is of professors who are doing this, but trying to train a generation who will overthrow the Constitution because the Constitution is the antithesis of a Marxist or big state mindset, Mm -hmm. which wants to congregate power, aggregate power. The, The Constitution separates powers, and you can't have a big statist government Mm -hmm. if the power is separated like the founders intended. So they're going to have to get rid of the Constitution in order to put the revolution. Well, the revolution would get rid of the Constitution, but to create a big government Marxist state. They have to do it. And, you know, you wonder, well, people wonder, well, how can that happen in a a free country uh, with a democratic government? By democratic, I mean elected representatives. I know we're a constitutional republic. Well, if you step back and look at the big picture, uh, the object for the Marxist, and that would be political and cultural, and they're oftentimes they they all agree to the same agenda, is centralized power, which is something was abhorrent to our founding fathers. Mm. Centralized power. Back in our founding fathers' days, was the king of England. Totalitarianism. Uh, what other words does that go by? Tyranny, mm-hmm. dictatorship, uh, dictatorships. Yeah. Uh, those. Uh, so that's what I think. That's what the left wants more than anything is to be able to control America. Uh, by centralizing all the power in Washington, D.C., in our federal government and <clears throat> stripping the states of their – that's why they get all bent out of shape on this Roe versus Wade that was overturned, right. mm-hmm. which was the Dobbs decision. Right. Uh, 
all that did was say, okay, people in very in all fifty states, it's your it's your decision now on how to regulate abortion, just like it was before nineteen seventy three. It didn't ban abortion all across America, but you see how freaked out these people got right. just because. Uh, some of the red states wanted to implement uh, laws that protected ba- babies from being butchered in the womb, and they, and they got they did a national campaign on this. That's all they ran on in the mm-hmm. fall. Is Republicans are trying to take away your right to choose? And so so they want they want to pass a law in D.C. that they're not going to be successful anytime soon to quote codify mm-hmm. Roe versus Wade. In other words, they would they would they would the Democrats if they could have their way would make a national law in Washington that allowed for abortion on demand uh, unless the baby can get out of the birth canal. Other than that, you can chop it up. Democrats are good with that. They right. just did that in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Democrats don't have any conscience any longer. I'm talking about as a party uh, about killing babies in the womb all the way up to birth. I don't know when they're going to go post-birth, but they will sometime. Yeah. Because, uh, but here's my, I'm getting, uh, but I'm using that as an example to say they want to control everything from Washington, D.C. Yes. That's why they resist uh, states being able to govern themselves. And they're going to do so by scaring you to death. Okay, we got to control everything about the environment. From Washington, we can't have Mississippi doing something different than uh, California. Uh, we got to control everything nationally because the climate's at change uh, right. at risk. Right. Uh, you know, our, our our lives are at risk. So, never mind what China does and India does. It's all global warming and climate change, and the effects of that are all dependent on whatever we do here in the United States. And that's by so we need to punish the American economy. You know, that's the main objective of these Marxists. So anyway, uh, the more people want to control things from Washington, D.C., <clears throat> that's where Marxism is going to be able to take over. Here, also, it's a it's a uh, collective of ideology. That's why they want to, the, the progressives, they're also known as secular progressives, uh, they are intolerable of people who disagree with them on their um on their on their beliefs they shout you down you're a fascist alexandria ocasio cortez Cortez, Mm. just yesterday there was an ad in the super bowl right television ad by he gets us is that the name of it yeah it's a campaign it's a campaign anyway there was an ad about people uh shouting each other and hating each other because of politics and the ad ended up with saying jesus love the people you hate or something that effect right it was kind of a biblical admonishment to uh love your enemies love your enemies and forgive people and aoc says that's fascism because she hates christianity Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is she she represents millions of people by the way yeah and so there's a cultural ideology uh, that that pop culture has embraced and if you veer from that then you're going to be shouted down as a racist a fascist um basket of deplorables basket all these names mm-hmm. they're trying to ostracize uh 
people who have traditional views, Christian views from mainstream society. And if, quite frankly, if they could, they'd put us all in jail. Yeah. There's too many of us. Right. <laughs> you know, and there's, there's still, there is still the constitution. There is still uh, a resistance to that. Anyway, um, go ahead. Chris. Well, uh, we, we, we're talking about a number of legal things here, and uh, perhaps we can go into this in more in detail. I know we're going to be covering it more, but I do want to bring attention to a story that we have on our website, which is AFN.net. The headline is, Conservatives Pushing for Best of the Best on the Bench. Uh, for those not aware, AFA Action, which is the political arm of American Family Association, they now have three divisions. Uh, you've got the iVoter Guide. You've got the uh, Center for Judicial Renewal, and you also have an organization that has to do with uh, government renewal. Um, the Center for Judicial Renewal is going to be— We're big on renewal. Yes. You're collect renewable energy. Yes. We want renewable government. Okay. Uh, the Center for Judicial Renewal, uh, yes. they're, what they're doing is they're going to be um, coming up with their own— lists of judicial candidates and judicial nominees so that way they can go uh representatives of afa action can go to presidential candidates and say here are the best people that you need to consider if and when you are confronted with a judicial opening and i've got some audio here and this is airing on our radio network as well it's philip jeregi who is heading up the center for judicial renewal saying that evangelicals have been burned in the past by these lists of nominees and candidates. Clip 9. We've had bad experiences over the last 50 years, and in fact, um, liberals have gotten it right just about every time, 100% of the time, with Supreme Court nominations. Constitutionalists have gotten it wrong about 50% of the time, um, and that has to change. So, again, they're going to be coming up with lists of people. Walker Wildman uh, of AFA Action also has a show here on AFR. Um, he is part of this venture. It's very exciting. Um, I've seen AFA Action grow a lot in just my short time here, and by the looks of things, we're going to be continuing to talk with Walker and Philip and others uh, in these coming weeks, so stay tuned. Well, for you want to be ready. Uh, should a, uh, a new president be on the scene in two years? You want to be ready with uh, judicial uh, nominees that uh, a new administration would point to the mm-hmm. federal bench, including the Supreme Court. So you want to go ahead and start vetting these folks right? even now. So that's what we're doing through this process. Uh, that's that's our group. That's our 501c4, which is an IRS mm-hmm. uh, um, well, and, and under, delegation. Uh, former President Trump, he was able to – make a huge impact on the federal judiciary, not just the Supreme Court, but the entirety of the federal judiciary where most of the cases are heard. I think it's only 1% of cases actually make it to the Supreme Court that enter the federal judiciary. So most of these decisions are made on a lower level, either either a federal district court or an appellate court. So it is very important to make sure – yeah, and it goes back to my point earlier about uh, centralized control. Mm-hmm. The left believes in appointing judges who believes who believe in centralized control right. of government from Washington D.C., and so they're gonna they're gonna rule uh, that way. Whereas uh, Republican appointees, in the case of President Trump, they believe in states' rights, right, and 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 and, and uh, separation of powers and those things. States uh, one. Uh, as political scientists or historian, whatever, called states the laboratories of democracy. Um, right? Democracy, yeah. 
So you turn them loose to experiment and figure out the best way to handle some of the problems that face the entire country. You're listening to today's issues. Next story, Chris. Well, I want to, I'm trying to figure out the, you guys began the show talking about the, uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, and by the looks of things, it was one of the most watched games uh, of Super Bowl history. It would be nice if my favorite franchise would make it one day, but that's another sermon. Uh, basically, uh, tens of millions of people watched the Super Bowl. Even the halftime show got like twenty-eight point five million. Um, so it was. I didn't. I didn't watch the halftime game. show, <clears throat> except I watched a, I watched clips about the halftime show. Right. <clears throat> I wouldn't have watched the halftime show. I wasn't in a position to sit down and watch the whole thing, but but I, I uh, Rihanna, the name of the artist. Right. I don't know her music because that was came way after me. Right. So James Taylor wasn't on the wasn't singing. So I'm <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying I'm, I'm from a, I'm a different generation, different era. Right. Different era. I'm not, and, and you know you're almost. A lot of times, from whatever era you're from, you want to say yours is the best, and yesterday's is, and tomorrow, you know, the other people coming behind you is trash. Right. And I'm not going to say that because I don't know because she's very popular artist, mm-hmm. uh, recording artist. Yeah. However, so and I, and I think her singing ability is unquestioned. But I will say this about the Super Bowl halftime show appearance to me that is the Dancing and all that mm-hmm. stuff, it looked stupid to me. It was it was it odd, just, huh? Yeah, the people got in a bunch like of, the white suits what, running around. It's almost every year now. We got a bunch of people dancing around with uh, looking like freaks, and 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 don't even know what you know. Half of the audience watching don't even know what they're saying, what they're singing about. You can't understand them, and it's just like you just need a a, a singing. Sh- uh, you know what I'm saying, right? So I know I sound like an old codger here, but I can't help it. Well, you got a bunch of people running around a field in big white outfits looking they like. all look like they were in hazmat What's suits. that about? I, I have, Explain I have, me the art of that. I have no idea. Listen, I don't, I'm like you. I don't, I don't know much about written. Now I did, I did watch, I don't know, the first four or five minutes of the halftime show. I thought, yeah. okay, I was like you. I was thinking, I don't want to be the old man on the porch saying, hey, you kids get off my grass. Right. I'm going to give it a chance. The outfits were outlandish. They were up in the air. Rihanna does have a phenomenal singing voice, but the gyrations were sexual in nature. And then Rihanna made a absolutely obscene gesture, and that was it. I Why said, I'm not watching that? this. I don't know. It's just you got children the, watching by the millions. They don't care. The music was it's very like they sexualized. Wanna, they want to sexualize kids. Yeah. Huh? Well, they, they, like Romans 1 says, they not only promote these things. I mean, they, they not only do these things, but they want to promote these things. But it's one people. after another. It's mm-hmm. Katy Perry. It's Beyonce. Right. It's uh, this Rihanna. It's the last year it was the rappers. Mm-hmm. And you read about you read about what these singers do, what they sing about. They, they, they use the N-word all the time in their music. Mm-hmm. They sing about gangster things. This the the music. I did hear some of the lyrics, and it was very sexualized. Right. Well, this Rihanna, is, her she made a, a, some of her songs, which are popular, are just about raw sexuality. 
And I'm going, this is what the NFL wants to promote to America's youth? Mm-hmm. Right. This is it. This is what we – but it's every year. Right. It's the same old thing in addition to being really weird. Well, I gave them the chance. I'm not doing it again. Right. So that was their chance for me to see whether they're going to have something decent, and they didn't. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow.